Today's episode is sponsored in part by Sweeter Heater. Sweeter Heater is a safer alternative to heat lamps. Their products provide a safe, soft, gentle, infrared radiant heat to your poultry friends. Sweeter Heater has no hot spots and develops a uniform heat pattern. It's designed to warm the animal, not the environment, and is fully adjustable to maintain the ideal comfort level for your choice in baby poultry or other barnyard friends. So upgrade your farm friends with Sweeter Heater to keep Jack Frost from nipping at their noses. Go to SweeterHeater.com and use code DRINKANDFARM to get 15% off one or more heaters. That's SweeterHeater.com with code DRINKANDFARM, all lowercase. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I am keeping it warm and fuzzy and cozy today mm. with some coffee. Yummy. What kind of coffee? It's actually a blend from Costa Rica. It is the coffee that my husband and I drank on our honeymoon. Aww. Yeah. We still order it every now and then. It's Cafe Milagro. That's the kind of coffee. And it's a really popular and common one in Costa Rica. The house blend is the one that we love. And it's kind of expensive to have it shipped. So we don't drink it all the time. But like I'll buy a 12 pack and then we'll have a bag like every couple of weeks and mix in with our local coffee. And it's a nice like way to mix up the coffee routine. Oh, I like it. Yeah, and in fact, today I made some gingerbread simple syrup, Ooh. and that's what I put in it, and it is so good. I like made it by seeping the uh, the spices and stuff inside like a little tea bag that I made inside the simple syrup. It's just boiled down sugar and water, and oh my gosh, it was so easy, and it tastes so good. I was so happy I did it. So I think now I'm on like the homemade simple syrup. Oh, oh, I'm so (laughs) jealous. That sounds like a great idea. I might have to do that. Yes, I will put a link to the uh, recipe that I used in the show notes in case somebody else wants to give it a try. Nice. (laughs) So what are you drinking over there? So I am also keeping it warm and cozy today with Bones Coffee Company White Chocolate Peppermint Bark. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Yes. It is really good, and it's my first time trying their this coffee. I'm, I'm obsessed with that company because they have all kinds of crazy co- coffee. Like, uh, they have one called Electric Unicorn that tastes like Fruity Pebbles. Oh, my gosh. Which is my favorite. <laughs> and then they have, like, an O-Fudge, um, which is, like, a fudge Christmas one that has, like, you can clearly tell, like, it's the the kid from the Christmas story and his bunny onesie. So they like (laughs) do fun covers. Like I'll take a picture of the bag with the drink photo, but I'm obsessed with their coffee and they had such good black Friday sales. So I got an embarrassing amount of coffee and I opened the cabinet (laughs) to show Matt and he was like, Oh my God. (laughs) But highly recommend you guys snag this one because it is seasonal. 
And I just add a couple packets of stevia and um, a tablespoon of milk to it. And it's perfect. Oh, uh, we'll put a link to that coffee in the show notes also. That way, if people need to mix up their coffee game, they can totally go for it. Yeah, so good. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Elise Ferguson, and she's at EGF Brahma Mama over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady. Cheers. So today we'll be continuing our magical holiday journey into what the heck is this thing we use during Christmas or other related holidays. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about mistletoe. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually really excited about this because it's a good it's a good thing to just like look at our traditions and kind of evaluate them and learn mm-hmm. about them um, because I think that they either like become something that we don't want to do anymore because they don't serve us or they can become even more special if you like understand the history behind it right. and what the heck it is. <laughs> right. My favorite thing to do when I have the brain space to do it because I don't always do is to ask why like or how or or what just simple questions because like you said it does make the experience more fun or you might be like ew Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't need to do that like what the hell yeah exactly because like there are all sorts of things that are within some of our traditions that can be really harmful like to ourselves or to other people and we just don't realize it until we learn about it and we're like oh (laughs) but i don't think mistletoe is going to be one of those no no (laughs) spoiler alert it is not it's actually a really incredible plant that has a lot of benefits and uses so today we're going to talk about the history of it why it's part of christmas symbolism and tradition and some of the benefits of mistletoe awesome So uh, mistletoe is also known as viscum, all heel, bird lime, and white berry mistletoe. So it can be called any of those things. Correct. But we'll keep it simple today and just call it mistletoe. Yes. Um, I will (laughs) note that I did want to talk about growing mistletoe, but it turns out it's totally complicated and there's difference between American and European mistletoe. So maybe we'll tackle that next Christmas season. Um, but it's it's a lot to digest. So yeah, we'll we'll save that maybe for next year. Um <laughs> because it's it's really weird. <laughs> that sounds like a good topic that's gonna require like a little more in-depth digging into and maybe even the help of an expert. <laughs> All right. So why do we kiss under the mistletoe? So it kissing under sprigs of mistletoe is a obviously a well-known holiday tradition. But this little plant's history as a sub- symbolic herb dates back thousands of years. Many ancient cultures prized mistletoe for its healing properties. The Greeks were known to use it as a cure for everything from menstrual cramps to spleen disorders. And the Roman naturalist Pliny the Elder. Ooh, Pliny the Elder. There's a beer named after that guy. Okay, it's not Pliny. It's Pliny. Good. Yep. (laughs) Pliny the Elder. That sounds nicer anyways. Um, He actually noted it could be used as a balm against epilepsy, ulcers, and poisons. Oh, no wonder that guy has a beer named after him. He's super smart. (laughs) (laughs) 
The plant's romantic undertones most likely started with the Celtic Druids of the first century AD. Because mistletoe could blossom even during the frozen winter, the Druids came to view it as a sacred symbol of vivacity, and they administered it to humans and animals alike in the hope of restoring fertility. Mm. <laughs> Another famous chapter in mistletoe folklore comes from Norse mythology. As the story goes, when the god Odin's son Baldur was prophesied to die, his mother Frigg, the goddess of love, went all went to all of the animals and the plants of the natural world to secure an oath that they would not harm him. But Frigg neglected to consult with the unassuming mistletoe, so the scheming god Loki made an arrow from the plant and saw that it was used to kill the otherwise invincible Baldur. According to one sunnier version of the myth, the gods were able to resurrect Baldur from the dead. Delighted, Frigg then declared mistletoe a symbol of love and vowed to plant a kiss on all those who passed beneath it. Oh, that's, that's fun. That's a fun one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mistletoe's associations with fertility and vitality continued through the Middle Ages, and by the 18th century, it became widely incorporated into Christmas celebrations. Just how it made the jump from sacred herb to holiday decoration remains up for debate. But the kissing tradition appears to have first caught on among servants in England before spreading to the middle classes. The earliest recorded date mentioning kissing under the mistletoe is in 1784 in the musical, in a musical. Uh, there was kissing under the mistletoe in the illustrations in the first book version of A Christmas Carol published in 1843. And this might have helped the, to popularize kissing under the mistletoe as an as part of the early custom, men were allowed to steal a kiss from any woman caught standing under the mistletoe, and refusing was viewed as bad luck. Ew, that's kind of mm. creepy. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Consensual mistletoe kissing only, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is 2020. <laughs> yes. Yeah, another tradition instructed the merrymakers to pluck a single berry from the mistletoe with each kiss and to stop smooching once they were all gone. Oh. oh. That's a lot of smooching. Yeah, that is. <laughs> the name mistletoe comes from two Anglo-Saxon words, mistle, which means dung, and tan, which means twig or stick. So you could translate mistletoe as poo on a stick. That's not super romantic at all. <laughs> no. Do your chickens associate you with yummy snacks? Do they follow you around the yard just waiting for you to break down and give them something to scratch and peck for? Then we have the perfect guilt-free snack for your flock. Grublies. They have 50 times more calcium than mealworms, and they're a great source of protein for your little mother cluckers, which means they'll have healthy, shiny feathers and it can even help them get through a molt faster. So say goodbye to throwing your chickens mounds of made-in-China mealworms and say hello to a happier, healthier flock with Grubbly Farms Grubblies, the official chicken snack of the Drink and Farm podcast. Just go to grubblyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. All right, so let's talk about more of those benefits. Of mistletoe. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> now I can't get the poo on a stick out of my head. <laughs> so when you say benefits, I'm just like benefits of poo, poo on stick. a stick. Poo stick. <laughs> so we do. I do want to um, say uh, this is according to the internet. We are not doctors. Do not go run off and like harvest some weird ass mistletoe um, and, and like make a tea out of it. You know, if you're going to utilize mistletoe, um, we'll kind of get into that as we go through the benefits of how to do that. But again, we're not doctors. So if you're trying to cure or help an ailment you have, consult with your doctor first, please. Yes. You could also talk to a really well-versed herbalist. Yeah. They would probably be able to help you as well. We dabble in herbs at best most of them are culinary (laughs) yes i think all of mine are (laughs) yeah (laughs) so there are more than 1300 identified species of mistletoe throughout the world but it's european mistletoe that has been used for centuries for its health benefits the berries leaves and stems of european mistletoe are used for many medicinal purposes including boosting the immune system relieving anxiety or depression, and improving cardiovascular health. It's also a popular complementary therapy for cancer treatments in many parts of the world. That's right. So the first one we'll talk about is how it can help with anxiety and stress. So mistletoe is an effective nervine, an herb that supports, soothes, and strengthens the nervous system, and this can help calm anxiety. There have been several studies that have shown mistletoe to be effective in reducing depression and anxiety in cancer patients. A good night's sleep is important, not just for your physical health, but also your mental health, and can go a long way in helping manage anxiety. And mistletoe has long been used as an herbal remedy for improving sleep. The chemical components in the herb release neurotransmitters like dopamine that soothe the nervous system and promote restful sleep. And according to the National Cancer Institute, mistletoe is one of the most widely researched alternative therapies for people living with cancer. And for good reason, research shows that mistletoe may simulate the immune system to help fight the cancer. So mistletoe extracts have anti-cancer activity as mistletoe inhibits cancer cell proliferation, which is like the spread of the cancer cells, and it even kills existing cancer cells. Many research studies demonstrate that mistletoe is effective at improving the quality of life of cancer patients. It's also proven to improve blood counts and even reduce the size of tumors. Some studies show that mistletoe can reduce painful symptoms such as nausea, loss of appetite, pain, fatigue, and the depression and anxiety that follows chemotherapy treatments. Interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting stuff. So it can also help with cardiovascular help. As the body ages, arteries in the body get harder and smaller, causing blood pressure to rise. The higher the blood pressure, the greater a person's risk for heart disease. And mistletoe is a hypotensive herb, meaning it can lower blood pressure and reduce pressure on the cardiovascular system, helping prevent coronary heart disease and strokes. Research shows that mistletoe has antioxidant effects, helping improve circulation and protect heart tissue and blood vessels. Mistletoe has also been proven to help regulate heart rate and with the ability to both strengthen a weak pulse and slow a fast pulse. 
All right, let's talk about how it supports the immune system and your respiratory health. So if you feel a cold coming on, which let's face it, this time of year, basically everybody does, mistletoe (laughs) might be able to help. Uh, It has antioxidant, antibacterial, and antiviral properties. And it boosts and supports the immune system, which can help you fight off illness. And though there's not much research on humans, mistletoe has been proven to calm respiratory conditions like asthma in animal studies. And the nerve-soothing properties of mistletoe might calm the respiratory system and relieve inflammation and irritation in the bronchial tubes, which could help soothe persistent coughs. And mistletoe might also relax the tightness in the chest and bring relief to sore throats. This is a pretty cool plant, guys. Yeah. So it can also help with inflammation. Humans have been using mistletoe tinctures for hundreds of years to help reduce inflammation both in and outside of the body. Scientific research backs up the anecdotal stories. The anti-inflammatory antioxidant properties of the plant make it an excellent candidate for helping treat chronic inflammatory conditions such as arthritis. Inflammation is the body's response to infection, injury, or disease, and chronic inflammation can lead to autoimmune conditions that impact the quality of your life. Mistletoe extract is scientifically proven to reduce inflammation and improve said quality of life. Research shows that mistletoe extract can also soothe gastrointestinal issues caused by inflammation and improve digestive health. And mistletoe can also help if you have diabetes. So it's traditionally been used for generations to help balance blood sugar levels. And some research shows mistletoe's potential in treating diabetes thanks to its anti-diabetic properties. Researchers have found that mistletoe has the ability to lower blood glucose level. And research on animal models shows that mistletoe reduces blood glucose glucose levels in the body and stimulates the production of insulin in pancreatic cells, helping lessen the severity of diabetes and regulate blood sugar levels. One study suggests that mistletoe extract may protect liver cells from free radical damage often seen in diabetic patients. Further studies are needed in order to understand mistletoe's role in balancing glucose levels in humans, but it sounds like they're off to a pretty good start with some of the research that they've done already. So it's not all all good here. If you're using mistletoe, you do have to be careful because there may be possible side effects. And this is when you use it in the recommended amounts even. Um But the recommended amounts, if you're following those, mistletoe is rarely associated with side effects. So it's usually like if you're using too much. Which is easy to do when you're doing like plant supplementation, because I think the idea that that you can get in your head, and I'm totally guilty of this, is that because it's a plant and it comes from nature, it's natural. So Mm -hmm. it's totally fine and safe. But the truth is toxicity is in the dose. And that's true of everything. Mm -hmm. So... Regardless of whether you grew it yourself or you're getting it as like a supplement in a bottle from a place that, you know, sells supplements and vitamins, like the dose is really, really important. So that's why you always want to talk to like a healthcare provider or someone that's super knowledgeable in that field. 
Right. So the possible side effects generally experienced when the dose is too high is nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, low blood pressure, or dizziness. All not fun. Um, Injectable forms of mistletoe, such as those prescribed to cancer patients, may cause pain and inflammation at the injection site, but have otherwise not been associated with severe side effects. And mistletoe is not recommended for use in children or for people who are pregnant or breastfeeding. It is important to speak to your healthcare provider before using mistletoe, particularly if you are on any prescription medications, because it can contradict medications, including things like anticoagulants, antidepressants, medications for heart disease, and high blood pressure. Only European mistletoe can be used therapeutically. Um, American mistletoe is unsafe for medicinal purposes. And avoid consuming raw mistletoe of any variety, as it can be poisonous and induce vomiting, seizures, slowed heart rate, and even death. Woo! Yeah. Talk to your doctor or herbalist. (laughs) No wonder it's called poo on a stick. Yeah! Because you're going to feel like poo on a stick if you do it wrong. So here is how mistletoe is usually dosed and prepared for use. Uh, Due to the potency of mistletoe, it's better to start with a small amount uh, and work your way up to reach the desired effect that you're looking for. Mistletoe is available at health food stores and online as a liquid extract, dried herb, and in pre-prepared tea bags. You want to be sure and follow all recommended dosages on the labels of commercially available mistletoe products. And like we said, talk to your doctor first, especially if you're already taking something else or other supplements. You never know what is going to interact with each other. Dried mistletoe that's used to make tea is recommended at no more than 10 grams per a day. So if you're, you have some mistletoe on hand and you want to try making some tea, again, talk to your doctor first. We sound like a broken record. We just don't want anybody to be <laughs> sick after listening to this episode. Um, but what you can do is take one to two teaspoons of dried mistletoe herb and steep that in one cup of boiling water for five to ten minutes. And you only want to consume like one to two cups per day. No more than that. So probably start on the low end there with a one teaspoon. (laughs) Yes. And one cup. Yes. (laughs) Work your way up. (laughs) So here is what to look for if consuming mistletoe products is something that you're thinking of looking into now. So like we've said before, you want to follow all of the product label instructions carefully because small doses is all that's required for its effectiveness. And again, only use European mistletoe. That's super important. Mm -hmm. There are mistletoe dietary supplements and homeopathic remedies available at health food stores and online. Um, But most of the scientific research that we have discussed in this episode has focused specifically on intravenous forms of mistletoe. And those are not yet approved as prescription medications in the U.S. So all of that stuff that we talked about that mistletoe can do, the studies that have been done on it, like from a scientific research standpoint, 
was the stuff that you inject, which is not what you're going to find at your local health food store or on the internet. And just a friendly reminder, if you do happen to have real mistletoe hanging around, your chickens and goats cannot have mistletoe. It is really toxic to them and they can get sick and even die. So make sure you keep that away from them. Yeah, those are not uh, Christmas decorations that you can feed to the animals after you are done with them. Nope. And, you know, judging from it, I would say that I don't think giving it to the cows or the donkeys would be a great idea no, either. No, I wouldn't yeah. either. Um, I'm going to probably just say that it's not worth the risk. I didn't look up if it was okay for them because I was like, well, if it's not good for the chickens and donkeys, like, or chickens and if it's not good for the chickens and goats, then my chickens and goats are so close to my cow that I wouldn't want to risk like a wind blowing it away from the cow into the goats and chicken area. So I didn't even look it up. But yeah, (laughs) just be careful. Double check, double, triple Google, whatever your preferred search engine is before you give your animal any kind of holiday plan. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, these plants can survive in the frost and the snow and the winter. Like, they're pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. All right. Just a few housekeeping items for our December 2020 episodes. Just a reminder that we're skipping our can't even section and our review segment. But don't worry, those will be back in January. And you can still leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts because we will read your review when we start this back up in January and you'll be entered into a drawing for an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop. And in fact, I forgot to mention this to Sam before I started recording, but I was thinking maybe for 2021, we needed a a revamp of our mug. So like maybe every year there'll be like a different design for it. So that'll kind of make it a little more special and a little different, right? I like it. Yeah. So make sure you hit the subscribe button and download the episode when you listen, because this helps more people like you find us. And do us a favor and share this episode with a friend. We would love it if you shared it on Instagram. And in fact, we'll send you a coupon code that's good for our merch shop if you share it in our stories and tag us. Uh, Just a heads up, though. We're having a problem with our Instagram, so I apologize Ugh. if anyone has shared and I haven't been able to respond and send you the coupon code. I promise you it will get done, um, but we're not allowed to send messages no. to people right now or do a whole lot of anything else, and we don't know why. So yeah. it's been over a week now, so I thought it, it would be good to mention it. <laughs> yeah, apparently we're super offensive over uh, on the Instagram. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So we've been using Facebook a lot lately. (laughs) Make sure you uh, take a look at our show notes today. We referenced three different articles. um, So check those out. You can also take a survey that tells us how we're doing and have there are links to all of our social media goodness and our merch shop. So that's it, guys. We hope you enjoyed learning some really cool stuff about mistletoe. I know I learned some stuff during this episode. Yeah. And we hope you're having a lovely pre-holiday mad- madness time because I know I'm, I'm starting to like mentally prepare for all the holiday joy that's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. Holiday joy needs mental preparedness yes. for sure. <laughs> 
And until next time, drink, farm, and give zero clucks. Bye, guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.